Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 105 Lightly attended optional for the Edmonton Oilers. We're in the stretch drive here, man. The Oilers with 17 games left. They win at 11. They'll finish with 99 points, probably in second place in the Pacific Division. Got to give the LA Kings credit. They keep finding ways to get points. Don't have Drew Doughty. And uh, there's no, I should have asked Elliot about this. There's no update on his status at this time. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft at 135, Sportsnet spec Mark Spector will join us momentarily. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. they got tons of great shows. Check it out at rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and you are at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan is available at Brendan Escott. That's at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Japanese Village open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Don and his staff will take care of you. JVEdmonton.ca. As we re-engage for the second time this week, Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Standard Bird Racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Spec, how you doing? Pretty well, Bobby. How are you doing? Good. Now, were you... game tomorrow. I'm pumped for this game tomorrow, Bobby. I, I am pumped for this game, but I, I want to highlight something that happened uh, last night with uh, five-year-old Ben Stelter. Were you in the post-game availability when the uh, uh, when Ben uh, became the, the star of the show last night? Because, uh, yes, I was. I was. Yeah, one of the best parts was when uh, Zach Hyman asked him what his favorite players was, and he said, were, and he said, uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. <laughs> taste man those guys those guys are pretty good players uh no kid no it was really nice man it was you know what we all got a little bit of warning on twitter before the game what was going on and and the crowd really supported the you know band during the anthems and we've seen a lot of you know there's always a flag bearing kid but the orders i'll give the orders credit here they they really made a special night for this young guy and and if anyone deserves it it's him he's going through a battle it, it was fun he got up close and personal with all his favorite players i saw the dressing room pictures and uh uh, you know what? It was made it just a bit of a special night, didn't it, Bobby? Well, you know, we we occasionally, and I know Mike House uh, over at the Stallery Children's Hospital. He played mm-hmm. for the, he played for the Knights of Columbus uh, when I played for SSAC. Went to Harry Inley with me. He's a great guy, and uh, I will tell you that uh, you know what? Broadcasting games uh, as a as a color analyst, doing panel work, hosting a show called Oilers Now. Uh, you know, pinch even on days where I'm on the air for seven hours or pinch hitting, doing play by play and hosting the show. You worry a bit about your voice, but it's all about perspective, man. We work in the to- Brent Griffiths used to say this all those years ago. Spec, we work in the toy department of life, and there's people out there going through real, you know what, real hard stuff. 
and so I have nothing but empathy for that. And as a result, I've you know when when and we'll get to the Battle of Alberta in a second. And you know, there's tough days in in in, in our business and the hockey business, and sometimes people lose jobs as media personnel. Like I, I'm still trying to figure out. As an example, we're going to Calgary, and I know Natasha Stanishevsky is now working for the Flames, and yeah. I'm, st- I'm still trying to figure out why Bell would let someone go that touched all the bases in her journey to becoming a pretty good on-air person. And I've never understood why. You, why would you? Why would you let her go? She was good, and she, yeah. she worked her way up. And like I was kind of like, so you know, sometimes people lose jobs for not even you know, just for stupid reasons, and and or for you know straight budgetary uh, circumstances. So it makes you, you know, when you see a, a family going through something like that, like the Stelters are going through, and see the response of the community, it was awesome, and it really puts things in perspective, Mark. And it always, it always reinforces with me, you know, doing those shows at the Stollery Children's Hospital and you're interviewing a mother. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're interviewing a mother that's lost a child. And it is it is heartbreaking hard work and 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 sort of puts a proper lens on life in the process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sports can't, can't fix those problems, but they sure can. You know, the they can do what they did last night, right? And I, I was really impressed with how all the every one of the Oilers dug in on it. You know, these guys, they you know, uh, they we don't watch them do the hospital visits and the things that they do and spending time with kids like Ben, but uh, these young guys, you know, they they do it all the time, and I give them credit because it's it's you know, so they'll take an off day and they'll take an afternoon when they're not supposed to be working and they're down to the hospital. You know, making a kid's life just a little bit better. So it was nice last night. We really, you know, I saw Ben had a big smile the whole time I saw him, and uh, boy, his parents sure looked happy too. All right, Mark. Uh, Battle of Alberta, so I'm going to give you some numbers here. On March the 7th, the following seven players were in. Derek Ryan, who last night was a healthy scratch. He played 10:38 against the Flames in Calgary. Tyler Benson, currently in the AHL. He played 6:37. Brad Malone, captain in the AHL. He played 8:07. Colton Sevier, in the AHL. He played 5:20. Broberg played 22:34 that night. I thought he played really well. He's down in the AHL right now, rehabbing a lower body issue. Uh, Marcus Niemelainen, in the AHL. He played 10:39. William Lyon, Agassin, 10:59 that night, March 7th in Calgary. Oilers lost 3-1. Seven players that are uh, uh, not going to play tomorrow. I, mean, I guess there's a chance Derek Ryan does. He's the only one still here in, uh, with the Oilers in Edmonton. Here's who's the options to replace him: Ryan Nugent Hopkins, averaging 19:46 time on ice this year. Paul Yarvey, 16:29. Derek Brassard, 13:38 in his first game as an Oiler. Zach Cassian, 12:05. Uh, on the season for the Oilers. On defense, instead of Broberg, Niemelainen, and Lagesson, you're looking at Bouchard and Barry, both over 19 minutes a game. Kulak played 18-27. You got it. Like, it's a completely different team, a far deeper team that Edmonton takes in at Calgary tomorrow, Mark. Yeah, it'll. And you know what? They played pretty well the other uh, two weeks ago in Calgary. I think it was a three-one game, and as I recall, Johnny Goodrow scored the breakaway with about two minutes left, didn't he? Yeah, later. Um, yeah, final. Seven you know, they're yeah. pressing for the tying goal. They give up a big chance, and he scores a goal. It's a three-one game. I thought Edmonton acquitted themselves exceptionally well in Calgary in that game, considering the losses. You know, the roster they put in the ice. So, no, this is a. You know, I wrote a piece that should be going up on sportsnet.ca pretty quick, sort of about, you know, what's more important, Bob? Where are you finishing the standings or, or how you, you're playing when the when the standings, you know, when the season finishes? And, I mean, I get it. you got to make the playoffs for sure. But, 
to me, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, Calgary's the best team in the, in the Pacific. They've been on top all year. They're going to win the Pacific. They're the best team. Full stop. But the Edmonton Oilers are playing their best hockey of the season right now. I think they got 70 games to play. Uh, you know what? If they get their game, if their game keeps going in the direction it's been going and they can stay healthy, I'm knocking wood, uh, and put their whole team on the ice, you know, they both both those clubs have to get through a first-round series, but uh, it would be an awful fun second round if they could meet and everybody was healthy and, you know, the teams were playing at the top, Bob. Edmonton's a better team today than they were two months ago. There's no doubt about that. And a better team than they were two and a half weeks ago. And, Mark, I mean, there's a couple other factors in here. The orders, and we're going to have Jay Woodcroft coming on here, and it's funny, I had an animated discussion with somebody after the game last night that was lecturing me on, you know, uh, how many coaches and how many good coaches. I'm like, well, I didn't fire any of them. Like, so I kind of looked at the guy like, what are you yelling at me for? Like, you know, like I wouldn't have fired a couple of them. But the bottom line here is we've had a tandem, a tandem of coaches with Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson. Dave Tippett was a good coach. Uh, Jim Playfair and Dave Tippett had a lot of success on the penalty kill. Good special teams. I think we can all see that the teams, the Oilers have a dramatically improved five-on-five. You can make an argument, Mark. It's personnel. Or is it personnel? Is there something that's being done differently? Give me your assessment. Well, one of the things that that I didn't, I would say I was wrong on, I never really thought it was a coaching thing to get your team to start on time. Yeah. You know, I always feel that's a player's thing. Like, the coach gives them a game plan. The players have to get that game plan started in the first minute, not the 15th. But I will say to you that uh, under Jay Woodcroft, this team started on time consistently. You know, last night they didn't score the first goal. Big deal. It came in the second period, Bob, right? When when it's 0-0 after one, I don't care about who scores first anymore. That stat to me is meaningless after 20 minutes. Uh, This team has been ready to start on a consistent basis. I think they're right around 500 under Woodcroft in terms of scoring first. And so that's the first thing. And the second thing is, now this could be personnel. It could be, you know, maybe the work of the GM a little bit. But this is the best five-on-five team that we've seen here in a long time. And, you know, that's where the guts of the game is played, right? The, the Being power play reliant is not the way to go. Being a good five-on-five team with a good power play, that's okay. But if you're counting on the referee granting you enough power plays to win a hockey game, it's just a, it's a false premise. And, and this Oilers team today uh, is as good a five – the better – the best five-on-five team, Bob, I think that we've seen here in a few years. No question. I mean, they had some moments down the stretch. They went 10-2 and in their final 12 games of the 16-17 season to get to 47 wins. Edmonton is at 36 wins right now. They win 11 more games. They're at 47 wins. They had a few more overtime losses that year. They had nine. They finished with 103 points. I don't think they're going to get to 103 points. Um in order to get to 103 points, they need to win. Uh, well, now I got to add uh, 13 of their final seven, <laughs> 17 games. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think they can get to 47 wins and 99 points, which, and all, given a 2-11 and two stretch during the season, is a, a pretty good record. Um, Mark, there's no question they're a deeper team up front. And the additions of Hyman and Kane on the wing allow them to play Nugent Hopkins as a third line. They're just a different-looking hockey team. Do you not agree? 
Well, yeah, because it's not all light skill. You know, like one of the things about drafting first overall is you do end up with very highly skilled players, but you don't always end up with greedy battlers, you know. And, and you watch Leon Dreisaitl's game now. Watch him shield the puck, you know, and protect the puck. You watch Connor McDavid's game. Like it's light years from where it was even, I'd say, two years ago, Bob. It's, you know, he's, he's over 50% in a circle, which he's never been in his life. Uh, he went toe to toe in the circle with uh, with Nathan McKinnon the other night, and not many coaches would have done that with Connor in recent years. Uh, you know, Hyman is a, you know, he's not just a good top six player, but he's an all around good defensive, hard nosed, puck protecting, puck retrieving guy. Like he's not just a one trick pony here. Uh, Evander Kane, right? Evander Kane brings lots to the mix when he doesn't have the puck. So to me, that's what, what they've grown here. The skill guys have grown their games to be more well-rounded, and they've been surrounded with more well-rounded players. This is a bigger team, a, a more difficult team to play against, and that's why you know the numbers bear it out. The five-on-five numbers bear it out. They're not an easy mark at five-on-five anymore, and that's why they're a better team, Bob. They look like a different team last night with Ryan Nugent Hopkins back on both the power play and the PK spec. He's a pretty important player, right? Like it, I'm, I'm like you know what happens is McDavid ends up playing a different position on the power play when Nugent Hopkins because Nugent Hopkins is on the left side half boards. It's mm-hmm. almost like he's a bit of a point guard because he he's not going to shoot a lot, right? But he's the guy that keeps plays out like they can't ju- because he like look he can make plays to spots on the ice like he did to Hyman on the power play goal, and then Hyman gets it to McDavid, who hits Dreisaitl right in the middle seam there, that middle bumper. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it was they went two for two in the power play and two for two in the PK in his first game back. I don't think it's just coincidence or circumstance. I think that he it's a factor for him. Well, he's grown up, you know. He's grown up Nuge. I mean, he's the typical guy that, that we watched play as a 18, 19, 20-year-old. He weighed 100 and what you know 82 pounds or something he got pushed all over the ice by the resident joe thorntons and you know uh get slaps and every big center that came along you know martin hansel used to eat ryan nugent hopkins for lunch right when nuge was a boy and now he's a man he's 28 years old he's still i mean he's still never going to get much bigger than 185 pounds but he's such a smart player and he knows what to do his mind is caught up to where you know he's he's never going to be Ryan Getzlaff in size, but his, his he knows the game now. He's played where is he, Bob? I got him here. He's played just over seven hundred games now. Yep. Yeah. So like he's he's not just cerebral on the perimeter. He's cerebral inside the game now. And you know what? You, you just have to watch the Oilers play without him to know <laughs> how that's, much they that's... count on him. When he comes back, man. It's a whole new ball game, isn't it? All right, Mark. Uh, <laughs> two quick hitters for you. One that'll just make you laugh. Courtesy of Sportsnet Stats, Connor McDavid reached the 60 assist total last night for the sixth straight season. That's tied for the second longest streak of consecutive seasons of 60 plus assists. NHL history. There's only one player that had a longer streak of six plus seasons, 60 plus assists. Uh, do you happen to know who that player is? I'm guessing that would be another guy that played Edmonton. Yeah, uh, he wore 99. Guess how many oh, yeah. years in a row he had 60 plus assists? Ooh, how 
how many years in a row? 60? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. 12? You were close. 13. So, <laughs> so David is second in yeah. with six. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Well, you know what would be yeah. awesome for Edmonton spec? Is if McDavid pushed that as an oiler and had seven more years of 60-plus assists, because I think that would have everybody pretty pumped and stoked. All right, oh uh, give me a quick uh, assessment on Brett Kulak's performance and Derek Broussard last night. Well, Kulak, he just upgrades your team, right? He's a nice-looking player. I watched him specifically. He just skates well. He does, uh, you know, he, he uh, there was a point, a play he made in the third period, Bob, and people are going to hate this. It reminded me of Ethan Bear. Uh, he went to retrieve a puck. Reverse and he made pivot. A, Yep. Yeah, he made a reverse pivot that was just smooth as silk. And I thought, ooh, there's a nice play. Uh, hey, let's face it. He's, he's, I, you know me, Bob. I, I have a million miles of respect for Chris Russell. He's a better player than Chris Russell. He's a better player than Niemelainen. At this point, he's a better player than Broberg. Right? He just upgraded your defense. And I'll say this to the point of he played more minutes last night than Duncan Keith. And he's going to take some pressure off of Keith, and that's going to make Keith a better player. He's even going to take some minutes. His presence will take hopefully a you know a, a minute a game away from Darnell Nurse, which is going to make Darnell Nurse a better player, Bob. All right, Spec, uh, are you driving down or flying down? I'm driving down. I'm going down this afternoon. I'm pumped for the hockey game tomorrow night, man. The last one of the year. And uh, these two teams are going to look each other in the eye tomorrow night because, you know, Right, this is one of those years, Bobby. They just may meet the playoff series, and they're not going to see each other for another month or so. We so can only hope. Be a good one. We can only oh, hope. We can only hope, Bobby. There you go. That's Sportsnet's Mark Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta with Liar of Standard Bread Racing moving to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary currently where you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com uh, We're going to get to some of your texts when we return on Oilers Now. You can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. It is currently 1-23 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Check. It is 1-25 in Edmonton. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Richport of Wetaskiwin. It's a split building. The Battle of Alberta coming up tomorrow. They've actually got a couple guys that are Calgary Flames fans that are working for Rich at Brent Ridge Ford. I can't believe he has allowed that to happen. Brent Ridge Ford are 11-time Presidents Award winners for customer satisfaction. It's a tremendous honor for their staff, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. They're dedicated to ensuring your customer experience is outstanding. You can reach out to Brent Ridge Ford at one 877 one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit BrentRidge.com. They even have an electric Ford out at Brent Ridge Ford. Now that said, big supporters of the uh, oil and gas industry in the province of Alberta. Just want to establish that right now. We have Jay Woodcroft coming up. He'll be our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. He will join us just after one thirty-five. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Uh, Randy from Brooks says, Bob, in a one-game take-all, you can only take two out of Connor, Leon, and RNH with the team. It would be, it would not be easy to say just lose RNH. In fact, with the importance of penalty killing, I would argue to forego Connor. <laughs> Let's hope we don't have to. Well, you only get to play. Uh, you know what? You only get to play two of them. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. Um. 
IMAC says, Bob, the way Connor doted on young Ben last night was amazing for a 25-year-old to have the depth of her grandpa and the way he kind of put a, uh, his metaphorical and little, literal arms around him. Uh, let's just say, as a father of six-year-old twins, um, I'm glad he wasn't uh, in the. I'm glad I wasn't in the building because I would have looked pretty sad. Well, I think there are a lot of people that were choked up watching that last night. It's. I, I actually asked Rob Brown about that. We used to talk to George. You know, we'll have George on the next. I mean, George used to do hospital visits, and when guys were feeling sorry for themselves as players, and you know, being a healthy scratch or complaining about which line they were on, sometimes you get a little bit of perspective. And uh, and the same happens. You know, when you're a broadcaster and then you go and do events down at the Stollery Children's Hospital, it just really provides some clarity at times. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's instead of sitting there and discussing, you know, far left or far right politics and angst on both sides, something like that brings a lot of people together. There's no question about it. And we're all cheering for him. 128 and his family will take a timeout. Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.